India got this book there and it had it in there and then I just ripped on in a lot of different ways with my own little words then I was doing a garage sale this fall at the front of the house and so I went through some I found some old books and this was the book and I had written this is the only place I had written anything in the book is right here and it says simply no then you'll see why it's not like most things. They'll tell you, uh, you must find the truth. And then they give you a process or a plan. And maybe there's 58 steps or 300,000 steps. But now you're going to attempt to proceed to arrive at the truth. Where this just stops all that. And it's basically pointing prior to the statement. So here it goes. Yeah. Presupposing. The existence. Are we, are we waiting for a friend? Well, we're going. Uh, no, no. Presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing. I'm just going to pause. So hopefully, it'll catch hold. Yeah. So pre the presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing, and then wanting to get salvation. Not from that imaginary thing, but for that imaginary thing. This is incredibly, will save you tons of time, really. Presupposing. So it's not just supposing. When the supposing, and the supposing doesn't make it so. We make it so. The supposing is an invitation to us, in a sense, what we represent. And that supposing, when entertained by us, will have a presupposed feeling. Like you will feel like you were that which was just supposed. Yeah? This is the whole point of selfing, which I described for I don't know how many years. It, selfing is this activity that supports this, reinforces it, implies what's presupposed, refers back to what's presupposed, refers back to it all the time and what's being presupposed is the existence of a non-existent thing we call it self in recovery other people call it you know the, the small s self some people say it's the ego but I don't find it that to be true because when people discuss an ego they discuss oh I have an ego or I've lost an ego What's that presupposing of the one who had the ego and the one who lost the ego? This is it. This isn't a talking about getting rid of an ego. That's easy to because there's never, there's never been an ego. It's the idea in the pursuit of getting rid of the ego or the pursuit of seemingly having the ego, the presupposing of you and I being a non-existent thing is activated. And then reinforced by the selfing. The thought system pictures you as a body. In this view, the body is a non-existent thing. Without life moving through it, is it does it demonstrate any life? Is the hose a hose without water moving through it? Is the body what we call a body? Because we have the body mis mistaken to be somehow us in some way. Yeah, But... That which is us, that 
activity and manifestation could move out of the body and if you saw that body that you thought was your friend and this and that you may have an immediate hit that wasn't Bill as soon as the the spirit has vacated the sense of being Bill is gone because the sense of being Paul is produced also yeah the sense of being Paul is a presupposing of a non-existent thing being that which exists. Yeah. This only, it's like, is the speaker producing the music? Yeah. Or does the speaker transmit the music? Yeah. Does the radio, is that Bruce Springsteen on the radio? Or the radio pick up a frequency and then Bruce Springsteen plays through it? Yeah. There's a sense that's being produced that you and I are a non-existent thing, this body. And then the qualities and the attributes, and let's use the word spirit, you know, the qualities and the attributes of the spirit are now given over to being the body. You believe you're what's seeing right now. You believe you're what's feeling right now. You and I believe we are what's being, what's smelling right now. And it's a mistake. And it's a, it's a mistake that gets completely replicated because the presupposing presupposes, even when the mistake is revealed, there'll be a presupposing that you're the one it was revealed to, which is the mistake. And then, all right, now you go into deeper metaphysical or mystical understandings, and the same thing will occur. As soon as something arises, the mental state will claim it, the mental state will say it's you, even evidence about not being you will be claimed by you. It's just like the clone. A clone has human programming. He's got pictures of an imaginary life. He's got this. He's got. He's a Boston Red Sox fan or something like that. He loves cauliflower or you know whatever. Tons of little intricacies that only he he or she could exhibit. And that love is so unique, you know. And uh, <laughs> so, what would happen if the indisputable evidence was presented to that clone that it was a clone? Unbelievable, no wiggle room out. There doesn't need to be a wiggle room out for you to believe you're already out of it. Because what's going to hear the news that it's a clone is the human programming. How you're going to, how the, the, the information of being a clone is going to be framed is as a human. And of course, as a human, clone, bad, bad, bad clone, whatever it may be. Isn't it? So, see it. Just have a feeling. Is this, could this possibly be so? You know what I mean? Could, let's, I know it's unimaginable, but maybe there's something that's prior to me, you know? Maybe there's something that has never started or stopped? Who knows, maybe. I mean, this whole being the center of the universe is pretty flimsy when I can get racked by a fucking 
allergy, I don't know what, <laughs> what's causing it, and the me that I think I am sure feels like shit. Because it's the body being, being referred to as me. Yeah? There's no clear line between the body and that which I am in the mental state. In the mental state, that which I am is an attribute the body is demonstrating. In the mental state, you're seeing, you're hearing, you're feeling, you're tasting, you're touching, you're doing, you're not doing, da-da-da-da-da, you're meditating, you're not meditating. Do you go home <coughs> and think of any other person who meditates and think, you know, he should have really meditated today. He, 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 he went right to breakfast a little early. He didn't have the right posture and honoring. No, you're not fucking going to dwell on that person, are you? Then why is it so interesting to be dwelt on this? Where no one else finds it interesting. Unless if they want something from you. Yeah. Maybe they'll feign like they're interested for a certain period of time. But if they consistently don't get what they want, they're going to fucking forget you. Why is it so different that anything that this could possibly do is just a wealth of entertaining value, you know? I could go over things I never even did 30 years ago. Today. I could, I could spend my whole day my whole day camped in what's not happening. Because, because in what's not happening there's me. I'm there. I'm there in all my glory. There's no presence. There's no God. There's nothing in the past or the future. I'm in my own little mental realm and it's all about me. Now, if you were imposed upon to have it all about someone else, you'd call it hell, probably. After about 15 minutes. If I got Meredith's fucking holy... I can't, can't stand this. But 40, 50 years goes on and on and on and on and on. What's the magic elixir? It ain't the potion. It's the one who drinks the potion. We think it's about us. And therefore, it's worthy to be thought about. If we think it's about you, it's not that worthy to be thought about by me. Really. I mean, oh yeah, I have some, some concern, but I'm not going to go over, you know, Stanley's whole life would have been different 20 years ago if he hadn't walked across that street and tripped and missed that bus because he may have met his wife there. And then, you, know, you know, you're never going to... Are you? Are you going to listen to that channel? No. We have a lifetime subscription to one radio station. It's called K John or K Paul or K Susanna. <laughs> Bunch of golden oldies, fucking terrible commercials. <laughs> the news bulletin is the same thing. Oh, earth shattering event going to happen Tuesday. Oh, you know? we live out of fear, but the fear is never produced right now. It's produced right now based on something else. If anyone here is not having it, having a hard time here, it's not because of this Monday night. It's because of last Monday night or next Wednesday night. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if you were a living instrument like a guitar and all you were played by was last Wednesday and next fucking Thursday? There was no concert right now, ever. All you had is old songs. Uh-oh, it's going to happen again. Boom, 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 same, same. Or, or the same, but put into a future production. 
Yeah? But right now, none of the notes are being hit. None. It's just the same old, same old, like the Course says. We see only the past, the cost of miracles. That's why everything is meaningless. That's why we give everything all the meaning it has, because we're not seeing anything. Doesn't that have a creeping suspicion in you that something's off here? That somehow my mental state, claiming to be me, values yesterday and tomorrow more than now. Obviously. What's it doing right now, thinking about yesterday and tomorrow? It's like a displacement. So in recovery, we talk about selfing, and then they, would, they brought it to back to the obsession with self as the root of the problem. I humbly believe it goes a step back farther. It's identification as a self, which is the root of the problem. We're taking ourselves to be what we're not. And all the thought system is about that character, as this great master has said, the presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing. That's what selfing does. And I believe there is no self. I believe there's an activity called selfing that infers, refers, implies, assumes the body is the self. And then we're driven to get relief because somehow there's a malaise in that. There's an irritability, restlessness, and discontent that gets produced. And then maybe we get to the last house on our block, which is spirituality. But we still have the dominant reference point, the body. So now I, as a body, am going to become spiritual. Good luck. You're going to try to grasp spirituality to a thing? So the solution, humbly speaking, is prior to the problem. The problem, as in AA, it says, we're not people with problems, we are the problem. So the problem is, there's this constant presupposing that we're a non-existent thing, of being a non-existent thing, and we want to get relief, we want to get drugs, we want to get satisfaction, we want to get contentment for that thing, instead of from it. How are you going to get relief for a non-existent thing. How? That's why it's insatiable, isn't it? There's some great devotee icons here, like the greatest devotees of all time in spirituality, the monkey Hanuman and stuff like that. I would match my devotion to drug use with any fucking devotee of the spiritual realms. I gave everything to it. I fucking loved it. I would take anything from you I could get and give to it. I lived for it day in and day out. Yes? And it was never, never satiated. Selfing is an activity that just wants to keep being an activity. If it got truly content, it would stop. And it doesn't want to stop. That's why you get an event, you go to a great little meeting or a retreat... What happens? You sign up for a longer one, thinking you'll get more out of it. Or then when that runs out, then you try to spice it up, throw some tantra in there, throw some fucking vegan you know, meals in there. Got a nice place, Costa Rica, maybe kayaking in the a couple hours in a day. All right, just keep throwing more, 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 more. And it's going to demand more and more and more and more and more. Because when it stops, it seemed to be a non-existent idea. Selfing will not stop unless there's a recognition you're not it, 
And if you're not it, then the interest and attention that fuels it will dismiss from it. It will keep going, but much, much. You won't be listening to it, you'll be hearing it, because you're awake, you're going to hear it, but you're not going to be listening to it. And you'll be inherently inherently free from the bondage of self, because there's never been a bondage to self. It's an activity. There's been a bondage of self, and the self is an activity, and we're bound by it when we believe it. And what we do in most of us are devotees to thoughts. Because they're, pre- they're preceded by a sense of mine. These are my thoughts. You have immunity to someone else's thoughts, but you don't have any immunity to quote-unquote your thoughts. Are they different thoughts? We think they are, but they're not. It's the mine. It's you and I. We're the big role player here. Or as the Course says, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. We are the reality that lends itself to things through being identified as a thing. It's a good diagnosis. I entertained it, and I've traveled lighter for quite a fucking long time. Yeah? And so you know the problem from the solution. And from the solution, it's an imaginary problem. Never has there ever been a self produced. There's just selfing going on, and then the mind assumes it's to be true. But it can never make a self. Because we, you and I are something already, inherently something already. So when you have a spiritual awakening, it's not an experience, it's not even an event. You just awake to being awake. You're already inherently awake. It's demonstrating all day. You're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching right now. How much thought or effort is being driven through that? None. Yeah. That might maybe it's hard to see when the eyes are going bad, but what's seeing is still there. And it's never demonstrating any effort or thought then why the hell do we believe through thought and effort we'll get back there or we'll arrive there? Mm. It's just ordinary dog shit awareness. That's our great invitation. You can receive it just as well in Marin City than in the Himalayas. And it'll probably be a little warmer in Marin City. And you'll save some money and time. That's the thing, though. You'll save time. And that really scares a lot of us. Fuck, what am I going to do? (laughs) Oh, no. I have the whole day ahead of me. (laughs) So this guy goes on and on. It's pretty good. I think it's pretty funny. In a way, he says, all right, when your practices themselves become a means of giving life to the non-existent thing. When the practices, your practices themselves are giving life to the non-existent thing, yeah, how can they destroy it? how could anything destroy a non-existent thing it's not about destroying or vanquishing or killing it's about recognizing it as non-existent that's the solution how long does it take no time at all when's it available now are there any requirements only the ones that you think have you have 
you don't have any requirements, it'll be obvious to you. So he goes on. This gets even better. <laughs> so this is good. Uh, oh yes. So to, to try to try to destroy this non-existent thing by practices is to be just like a thief, turning himself into a policeman to catch the thief that is none other than himself. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's plan a jailbreak. <laughs> <laughs> see the feeling of it it's prior the really man if you can get a taste of what a solution in, entails which is timelessness if you can get a taste of timelessness and the mind can entertain that and grok it you'll be able to see at least you'll be able to entertain the incredible influence of time here. How everyone is being driven every day, all day. Yeah, That every moment we think we're in, we're basically in a mental moment, chock full of yesterday and tomorrow. The here that we're thinking we want to get into, the real here you could never have been out of. How much easier is that? Can you imagine how many... See, if you have no idea, then how do you know when you're in the moment? If you've always been in the moment, it's like the fish studying a book on the ocean to see if it can learn about the ocean when it's fucking in the ocean. Yeah. It has a, it's almost like a cadence, the message. It'll trigger and it'll it dislodge your attention from the insane logic of the mental state. The logic of the mental state is insane. It is insane. It thinks in nouns and verbs. Yeah? When all there is is verbing. All there is is life is happening. Not Life is not happening to me. That's a mental interpretation. Life is happening. Yeah? I'm not sitting on the riverbed. I'm in the water. Yeah. You can't go to the river and get a glass and then think you have the river because once you take it out and you have it in a container, one of its main essences has been removed, which is the movement. Yeah. See, when we see an activity now, we believe we have something to do with it. When you see that what you feel you are is an activity, that's verbing. Yeah? When you see what you think you are is an activity, that's verbing. That's, that's one of the qualities of traveling lighter. It's just that. A noun has to get into a fucking vehicle. A noun has to do a lot of things. But a verb is verbing, baby. <laughs> it doesn't have to try to verb. It's, it doesn't have to think about the was verbing and the will verbing. It's verbing. You know, that's why I love the term presence. Yeah, presence. So when the solution is entertained and the grace is there, it may do it quickly, may do it slowly. It doesn't really matter because when the job's done, it'll be like nothing else had ever happened anyway. 
It really is. It's not you're not going to have any longing or I missed the boat or I should have practiced harder. No, no, it all gets fucking flushed immediately. You just it's like that which didn't seem obvious when it becomes obvious just shows everything else that seems so obvious to be basically non-existing in a lot of ways. That you're the only thing, the only non-thing that's actually happening here. Hmm. And how long does it take to get prior to your mental state? No time at all. Because you are inherently present. All the time you think you're out of a moment, you've never left any moment you've ever been in, ever. Ever. Yeah. Without you, there isn't a moment. So prior, prior to the presupposing, why do you think the presupposing, what, what's the intent of all the presupposing? It must be intending to convince something. If you were a self, there would just be a self. But the selfing tends to, if you ever hear it, a lot of its narration or its streaming is like a convincing modality. Who or what is it trying to convince? It recognizes something you may not, you may be totally unaware of because it's you're talking at it all day. It's attempting it. Have you seen it with drugs and alcohol? When you haven't been drinking, it's convincing like crazy. As soon as you pick up, it talks as you. It switches, it switches the seat quickly. Because it needs you. You're its transportation. Without you, it's like any other parasite. The parasite has to direct the host to go to where the parasite wants to go. Because the parasite can't catch the, you know, the 33 bus. It's trapped in some kind of situation. The mental idea is trapped in a mental state, a mental system. It jacks into the brain and says, hey, listen, I want you to go here and there and there. They, they have tons of studies. Read about parasites. And I bet you it sounds pretty familiar if you've ever been taken over by drugs and alcohol. Sure sounds like a possession. Yeah. There's this one, there's a mushroom. This is the first one that ever triggered it in me. There was a mushroom, cordyceps. It's a species of mushroom. Now, cordyceps has a huge imperative, which is to procreate, yeah? But it does it through spores, and it's very, very, uh, it's like, it's very, very uh, chancy because it, it can't go, oh, I like to put that spore there. It just spits them out, and then the spore gets moved. But these are like fucking smart bombs. The spores will go right to an ant and jack into the ant body jack into its brain and tell the ant, I want to go to, let's say, that damp, dank little place over there. The ant will now go where the cordyceps directs the spore. Once he gets there, the cordyceps kills it and grows right out of its head. And the weirdest thing is, there's tons of cordyceps species and they attack, they attack uh, all different insects. Like there's only one species attack ants, another one attacks grasshoppers. I swear to God. And we have stuff, candida, fungus in us. There's toxo, which is a new one they found that's in about one-third of the humans in the brain. 
And Toxo has one imperative to procreate, and it has an incredible, incredible deterrence. It's stuck in a fucking body of a rat or a cat, and it can only procreate in a cat's stomach. Seems like an insurmountable situation, but no. <laughs> this motherfucker jacks into the mice and rat's head, and he tells the mouse, when you see a, a cat, run at it. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. They have videos of it in broad daylight. A rat saunters up to four cats. Three of them are shocked. The other one starts going, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and he's going, go, basically, eat me, eat me, eat me. Because when the rat gets eaten, he arrives in the cat and then he reproduces. You think you're immune to that? You've been taken over by alcoholism, which is a mental parasite. It can't be seen as a thing. You can't know how long it is. Or when you take an x-ray of alcoholism, you don't see it. You see the effects maybe on organs and everything. But it's just as just like any parasite as a thing. Jackson to the host tells the host, Hey, man, this day's going to fucking suck. <laughs> this day's going to suck. And you know what? The last 800 freaking days have sucked. And you know, fuck it. And fuck it is like the parasite's idea of surrender. Fuck it. And you comply with its wish, and then you get loaded, and then all bets are off. Now, if you had a little bit of a strain of jealousy, you're up on stalking charges a few months later. <laughs> Things get amplified, like unbelievably so. And there it goes, and it, the heist is in plain sight. Plain sight. Oh, I don't believe that's so. All right. Do a sociological study of addicts and alcoholics. Let's say in San Francisco. Thousands of different ones, different ethnicities, upbringing, caste level, whatever, money, this and that. And then what, see how many of them, in, in their usually very unique and very special path of life, how, how so many of them end up at the three parking spaces that they all end up. Institution, jails, and death. Doesn't that give you a certain suspicion that, hey... Something, that's what happened with me in recovery. I went, you know, first, you know, I first came in, totally neat, like thick M&M shell, you know. No one felt like I did. <laughs> no one thought like I did. No one did what I'd done. And I listen to people share their feelings and their thoughts and their actions. And I can only come to two conclusions after a few months. How did they get my thoughts <laughs> or they're not my thoughts. That's where the freedom lies. If you want to be free as a self, from self, it's never going to happen. If you can see that self is, a, is the product of selfing, and if you see it or entertain it as a foreign installment, now the next thing that may happen in your freaking noggin will be, I can be free from it. And then you'll see that you've been trying to be free as it, for it, through it for years and years and years. Because you've been identified as that which is killing you. It was using you for transportation. And everyone, alcoholic or not, has even the slimier parasite, which is self-centeredness. The identification as a self. The mental state just has sucked up all the interest and attention that could have been spent through hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching and put it into the thinking realm and now everything is just gone over and thought about. Ad nauseum, yes? 
I don't think about running 30 years ago, but my thoughts will think about something fucking 30 years ago. When do you stop thinking? When? You run and then you stop, don't you, usually? You eat and then you stop, and there's a clear point where uh, there's enough. When do you stop thinking about something? It'll keep going back to shit 20 years ago for the rest of your life. That's slavery to me. Bonded to the idea of being a self. This man wasn't an addict and alcoholic. He saw the real root of the problem. He would call it the problem. This presupposing of you and I being a non-existent thing. What but selfing is that? What, when you're listening to the head, how does it picture you? It pictures you as a body, doesn't it? It can only remember you as a body. It can't remember you as a spirit because the spirit's never is never not here. You can't say, oh, you know, let me think about me as a spirit four years ago. I mean, my spirit looks pretty shiny then. No, I think you're mistaking it, your body once again. Or when people say, oh, you look so bright. <laughs> light would never say that to light. It's the body. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's emanating better. It's all body, 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 body. That's how you thought about if you believe in your thoughts, you're going to believe you're a body. If you believe you're a body, you're going to suppose that non-existent thing to be existing, and you're going to try to get freedom for it, instead of from it. There you go. I can say it 800,000 ways, but basically that's the nub. Yeah, and it's all there is. The freedom is prior. It's not after. After... This thing, this presupposing, supposedly, a guy told me, it takes 500 of a second for the mental state to presuppose the idea of being a self. I don't think anything you could do could outdraw that. So let's say, how is it going to presuppose that I'm the one that's doing something? It will claim what's being done. So if you're meditating, it will claim to be the meditator. If you're Doing pranams, it will claim to be the one that's doing pranams. If you're doing drug deals, it will claim that you're the one who's doing drug deals. If it's going to a meeting of recovery, you'll be the one that's claimed to be going to the meeting of recovery. The bondage of self thrives in and out of recovery, in and out of temples, in and out of yoga classes, in and out of Pilates classes. It's thriving. It loves when everyone's busy trying to get out of it. <laughs> it has more of a hold of you by you trying to get away from it. Because why? If you're moving away from an imaginary thing with incredible breakneck speed, you've now given it a reality it never had. And that's the reality that holds you. If you see your, if you see your role in things... You don't need to see it eight billion times. A few samples will let you, your mind will expand on it. Yeah. For you to entertain 800,000 miles, maybe only an inch needs to be revealed. If the inch is revealed and you see it, then you know the 800,000 miles. They're just a lot of inches. Selfing just duplicates and repeats and repeats and duplicates and replicates and replicates. 
but it doesn't have 800 tricks it has about 6 or 7 maybe I will be okay putting off your inherent okayness with the hopes you will be okay later as the body yeah? or I was okay making it even worse not to be okay now because you once were okay what the fuck did I do not to be okay now again emphasizing the selfing it's all about you always 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 it's about you when you're trying to get out of you it's about you being in you it's about you because it's an act of being identified as it's not like I'm bonded to a chair there would be a thing called a chair and there would be me and there would be something that would do the bonding the the handcuffs that's bonded to recovery says it's the bondage of which is an activity if you see through the activity then the binding can't occur because you are the juice, you are the power that, that allows that binding to seemingly take place. You know, why can something, how can, you know, doesn't it pr- cause a little suspicion when you had the worst thing ever happened to you that you built tons of stories on and excuses for why you're not married now and this and that, and then suddenly you do your mind changes a little and suddenly it's seen as the best thing that happened to you you gotta see it's, doesn't it imply something that maybe whoa, how could the worst thing that ever happened to me be the best thing that happened to me and how how could it because it was never the worst thing and it's never the best thing you're giving it all the meaning it has when you change the meaning that you gave it changes when you try to change all the meanings and you don't change, it's going to be the same old, same old. When you change, then the meanings change. Because now you put the horse before the cart. Yeah? You're giving things meaning. Things are not giving us meaning. We're giving those things meaning. As the Course says, it's you and I are the dreaming of this dream. We forget that we're dreaming. And I believe we forget that we're dreaming or seemingly forget it by remembering ourselves as a body. Because now we take ourselves to be the dreamt. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And from this point, now I give everything I dreamt all the power to affect me as this. Sounds like everyone's day. For me, I love these things. When they, these things said to me, it was like an echo through fucking Sing Sing. You know, suddenly all the all the seeming locked doors just opened because they were never freaking locked. I saw myself as the warden, the jailer, the roommate, me, prosecutor, defense. It's just a giant, giant activity going on. Instead of planning what I'm going to do to become free, I realize, realize I'm free and then I'll do whatever's needed to be done. It's totally different, you know. I don't know, I can't, it's going to get to a point, I'll probably break it down to one word soon. I mean, the talks will be like 10 seconds, because I can't, I don't know. You know, you must have passions when you've gone into a passionate event. What's forgotten? Selfing, yeah? Because selfing has to be remembered. And if you're not there to remember it, it's as if it never existed. Mm. 
Now, when you're coming out of the water from the surfing session, it may arise and go, oh, that was a great session, claim the surfing, and then there goes the story again. But a lot of times, a lot of times during the day, you are totally available to recognize the inherent absence of self. It's just that it's an incredible spin machine. As soon as it can come to and claim the event, even epiphanies, epiphanies are claimed like that. And I talk to a lot of people who've had epiphanies, and I go, do you find this is pretty similar, that when an epiphany ends, it usually coincides with a thought, I'm having an incredible epiphany? Yes. They, a lot of people said, yes, yes, you see? The mental state regrouped, claimed the epiphany, and there you're now you've got your little spiritual mantle, and it's another epiphany you put up there. And it's, oh, this was a big one. This one, this was in the wilds of Bali near a waterfall. It lasted five hours. You know what I mean? It's already been neutered. The epiphany was an expression or an example of the inherent absence of the self that arose again and claimed it and now has the epiphany. Or had the epiphany. Yeah. It's the heist of all heists. It's happening right now as you're sitting here. (laughs) It is. I mean, everyone here is... See, we get all the security systems and the spiritual systems. The thief is in the house with you. <laughs> it was um, looking over your shoulder when you put the password in. It's fucking, it's got caught lunch. Because every time you recognize it, you call it me. You never see it shuffling. Through. Oh, what are you doing there? Oh, oh me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Seriously. It's like the heist of all heists, and it's never getting it's never getting caught. And then you know, I would love to put this statement in every spiritual book here. We were thinking of getting a stamp one day. I just <laughs> the first page before they even have the the title page have hey presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing, and then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing. If the shoe fits, wear it. <laughs> All right, close them. It would, put, it would put a lot of book sales out. Completely, wouldn't it? Then you'd be left with what? It's uncomfortable for a second, but if you stay there, fucking what a relief. You know, you stop siding with that mental, jaggedy activity, and now you can rest in an activity that is so active, it's still. And you can find rest there. Mm. And contentment and be and satisfaction, not as something that was garnered or acquired, but something that's in in, in a natural state that you inhabit. So the the pursuit of happiness can change dramatically because you're happy. I don't like the word happy. I'd say you're more content, mm-hmm. yeah, or you're satisfied. Mm-hmm. Like what the, I think the guy said it at a meeting. He said, "Sat means enough." Or something like that. So you're at that point of enough. You've taken care of the body chores or whatever. Its body's done its thing. It has its food, has its that, and it reaches a point where, and the working mind's available when you need it, it will rise. And when it's over with the chore, it goes, it drops, it recedes. It doesn't immediately kick into, all right, an intense narration of what you should have done or what you should have done. It just goes down. It does its job. That bolt, there. I know where that bolt is. It finds the bolt, puts it on a nut, and there's the job's over. 
then you have long periods where it has nothing to do. <laughs> so, yes, humbly that's it. You know, everything else, you know, if, if, see, when I heard this, it hit something. It triggered a lot of downloads. And it verified that, in a sense, I had been under this template without knowing it for quite a while, doing a quote-unquote a lot of spiritual practices in a lot of spiritual places. And I also realized that it was also the template that was in all my opium dens and shooting and drinking and jails and everywhere else, that no matter where I was, this presupposing was being offered as the reference point. And I had fallen under its sway, so I had been displaced from my inherent beingness mm-hmm. into a mental interpretation. Mm-hmm. And it was like a slavery. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when I would think about being, I saw it as some place I, as that I'm not, would go get to. And the mental state, with all it's doing and having, can only produce another mental state. It can be sublime, but it's still a mental state. The being is much different because it's complete already. There's no time in there. It's not, a, it's not attempting to reach a crescendo or to culminate in a big event. It's just is. It's like ising all the time. It's like an incessant onness. It can bring a lot of leavening agents to your day. Instead of trying to find those agents through your day, it's best if you're the one that brings them to your day. I did these talks in this place called the Dry Dock for 19 years. So I, think, I can't believe that. Maybe it was that long, 16 or 19 years. Every Monday night I was in America, I did them. And, I, and there were a lot of Mondays over the 19th, you know. So I had, I'd gone through basically anything you could go through on any given Monday. You know, my fairy princess breaking up with me five minutes before the meeting started, being terribly sick being afraid of not having any money, waiting to hear if I had AIDS, all these things happened. And no matter what, no matter what perceived or pre-perceived condition I thought I was in, when I walked into that room and sat down and was willing to be the hose, the water came through. Yeah. So it showed and any whatever condition that seemed to be so real in that hour was dismissed completely. Hmm illness, just like this has been dismissed. All of it gone. And then it would return vaguely afterwards. But the the free sample of that thing seems so real. How could have it have disappeared so quickly? And appeared as if it never existed. Because it never existed. What was there when that was seeming to be so and what was there when that was seeming not to be so is what's existing. Us. Us. We're the common denominator. All the other numbers can change, but this number doesn't change. Same thing, recovery. That voice in your head that was talking to you before, critiquing, you know, 
that guy took more of the coke than he should have. Blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing. It's the same voice that critiques your program now of recovery from the supposedly that addiction. That addiction doesn't stop when you get recovered from a addiction. The addiction of the mental state to self does not stop when you get over every fucking other addiction. It's the mother and father of all addictions. Most of us are trying to get out of that one right there. We're trying to get out of self by drinking, by sex, by that, by da, ba ba, constantly shopping, everything. Yeah. And it's not going to work. You, by getting rid of getting out of seemingly one addiction, you won't get out of that addiction. It'll just claim the same thing it claims all the time, the one that's now out of the addiction. In or out, it claims both. You know, close far claims both. Good, bad claims both. It doesn't care. It doesn't care if you're wearing a leather jacket and tacks and fucking, you know, earrings everywhere or robes with petroleum oil and a loving gaze. It claims that. Claims everything. Very quickly. Yet you are inherently prior to it. You are. Yeah. That's the solution. From the solution, it's an activity. And therefore, there's no need for a solution. It's the most economical event of all time because it's you and you alone that you're looking for. What's looking is what you're looking for. Does not say what's looking and then four pages of requirements you and I have to meet to be what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. It says what's looking is what you're looking for. Because it's not about who's looking. What's looking. Yeah, so... See, against all my intentions of leading quickly. It's nice to be overridden constantly. It's going to be a nice, humble feeling that you don't have much say in anything. <laughs> so, any questions? No? If you start with anything, just start at the thought and the my thought. See your role in thoughts. Instead of thinking thoughts are driving you crazy, they don't have the juice to drive you crazy unless you take them to be yours. If you take them to be your thoughts, they'll have the ability to drive you crazy. This is about, this is what recovery does with the fourth step inventory. People who, you know, it's like fourth, you know, for the people in AA, people who are in a bar right now do the first two columns. They know who they're mad at and why. And there's no relief in that. We just take it two little steps back and see what was your role in things. Well, this is just saying your role is much used, much more huge than just in that one incident. All incidents you have a huge role in. Yeah? And the relief is unbelievable from the second column to the fourth column. Can you imagine if you allow yourself to get taken back farther? The, the relief can quantum leap. Yeah? To that point of like page 84 where the problem will not exist for you anymore. And if you want that to stabilize when you see it doesn't exist as you, then the experience of a problem doesn't exist for you will stabilize. Mm -hmm. Just let it go back farther, farther, farther. See what happens. So, there you go. Questions? No? Yes? Who's the author? Uh, who's the author? I'd like to have this guy's name. It's a great name. Hold on. Uh, Sri Sadhu Om.
That's not bad, eh? Sri Sadhu Om. What? What's the cover? Oh, so the path of Sri Ramana. I don't like the whole thing. I just like a couple of pieces of. It. Some of it's cool. He goes into the yeah. Some of it's really good. Now Ramana, Ramana sat in silence for many, many years, you know, and then it wasn't seemingly translating. So then he broke down, and then he started to share. And what he went back to is a thing that's been around since the Vedas, which is self-inquiry or asking. So let's say if your head is thinking about next week, why not take the attention off of next week and the thinking? Just ask who it is that's thinking. If you find that it's not you, you'll lose interest in the thoughts about next week. I swear to God, you will lose interest in them. The only thing that's causing all this shit to seem so interesting is you believe it's about you. (laughs) Really. (laughs) If you can finally see it as a foreign installment or something other than just anything that works. For me, the parasite works. I see a picture of otherness. Foreign installment works. When you can see it as not you, you'll lose interest in all that which is producing the sense of a you, which is the thought system, the feeling system. Mm-hmm. And it means you won't, you, won't, you won't lose feeling, but the mind will change. Yeah? The mind will drop. And feelings have a nature, they come and go. Yeah? Thoughts have a nature, they come and go. Yeah? The mental state won't that allow that to happen. The mental state grabs them by the mind and puts them in orbit around this idea of being you. So now the thoughts and the feelings are being used to facilitate the bondage of self. The thoughts and feelings are not producing the bondage of self. They facilitate the mental state to produce the bondage of self Hmm. by the mind. People always put their target at the wrong fucking target. Thoughts or feelings. It's not thoughts or feelings. It's the sense of being the one who's having the thoughts and the one who's having the feelings. Go there. Look at it. And maybe it's not so. If it ain't so, what will happen? Find out. My experience is I started to travel lighter in a stabilized manner for a long, long freaking time with no thought or effort. Almost it's more as a response to what's revealed, an appropriate response. Yeah. This isn't even about letting go or putting down the rock. It's realizing you never held on to the rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See where the mind goes. Give it something that it can really entertain. You and I are like marathon runners that have been stuck in this mental closet. Fuck, running around the same. Oh, what will happen to me? You know, on and on. It goes on and on and on, doesn't it? It's, it's just exhausting. How much have you been worried about? You've worried about you and compared to others, one zillionth of a percent of others and then 99.999 percent you. You see it, really? You would have shot someone after three hours if you were obsessed with them as much as you're obsessed with you. You would. But because it's you, you don't want to kill you. Maybe you'll run out. You may end up there, but you love to fucking prolong it with the hopes it's going to get great someday. Not now, but great. Someone's going to recognize how special and lovable I am. <laughs> we're holding out for a fucking mental miracle. I'm going to be great. (laughs) What slavery that is.
fucking unbelievable. As you get older, man, it gets you see through it much easier. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's let's go over the report of John. Uh, John's worrying production was ninety nine point nine hundred nine hundred fifty pounds about John, and he spared about an ounce and a half for others in the first fifty years of life. Wow. That's an incredible discrepancy. <laughs> that was way past the obsession with self. Isn't it true, really? How mm-hmm. much have you worried? Mm-hmm. And if you're worrying about others, it's usually in relation to you. <laughs> really, the fear is usually inherently based for you. You're worried, oh, she may be leaving. You wouldn't be care if she was leaving Stanley, but it's you That's she's true. leaving. <laughs> so, <laughs> now the fear seems appropriate and worthy of more worrying. <laughs> All coming out of this this mere insane idea that it's about you. Can you imagine that one dog calls all the other dogs? Fucking call the one dog off. See if it's so or not. And the whole pack disintegrates. The heist will will fucking finger his henchmen all day. It's like Dracula going out on a vampire hunt. He'll kill vampires all day, but no one will realize he's Dracula. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the selfing will constantly oh I've got to get over these obsessions the biggest obsession is the, the you that thinks it's got to get over obsessions <laughs> it's way beyond the other, all the other obsessions I mean I did tons of coke I mean tons of this and I did it as best I could but I never became coke I never thought I was cocaine there was always a line that never got crossed I never thought not for one second did I turn into coke we're beyond that we're identified as what we're not already. We're not even the act. We're not even the act of identifying. We're just in the reinforcement of it all day. The act of identification's already got gotten root. Now it's just about reinforcing it habitually. That's it, really. I mean, we're way beyond any obsession you've had with anything. So if you want to think, Jesus Christ, that was unbelievable how obsessed I was quantum leap to what it's like just to have this feeling of being you right now being produced. It's way past the point of obsession. Mm-hmm. That's what's having all the obsessions now. Or, you know what I mean? All of it. All that you take, believe you're going through and not going through, it's claiming. It's claiming the whole enchilada. Why would this master, a great master, I believe, why would he harp on that? Why would people say, hey, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind, bigger mind, to seek mind. You can't use the light to seek the light. They were trying to save us time. You are the Buddha. You are the light. You are the mind. How can, but when we hear that, I'm the Buddha, you refer to a body as it. You go, I'm a Buddha as a body. That's why they say, oh, well, fucking that doesn't work. Let's question the, the idea of being a body, and then maybe you'll get to that solution in the backdoor way. If I'm not the body, maybe you'll find out you're the Buddha. Yeah? It can't be direct because we're identified. So when we hear about, I'm a lion, I'm a lion, 
we're already formulated as a sheep, so we can only hear it as, I can become like a lion. That's not the message. So we're going to go, okay, let's, let's then look at the sheep. See if you're a sheep or not. Forget about the lion. Forget about the Buddha. Forget about the big M mind. Forget about light of all lights. Let's just see, are you that? That is seemingly being taken to be so. If you're not, you may find out your light, your Buddha, your mind. And that's a much, much more convincing form of knowledge, finding out than knowing, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Knowing comes and goes. It's all situational. Oh, I knew, I knew who I was in the retreat center, but then when you go to work, you forget who you are. <laughs> Just change a little bit of the c- circumstances, and then your spiritual is gone. How could that... That ain't no rock. This worked for me. It's working now. It hasn't never stopped working. I'm just paying more attention to it than before because I've lost interest in that which was distracting my attention. Yeah. I'm in the neighborhood of what's happening. <laughs> and I have an immunity to what's not happening for one fucking reason. It's not happening. It's not virtue, it's just pragmatic. Why would I want to dwell in something that's not happening? Oh, whatever.